Good morning, and thank you for tuning in and listening to this week's message of hope on KBUR News Radio, 99.3 FM and 14.90 AM from First Christian Church of Burlington, Iowa. We invite the young kids of our church to come on down forward and meet Pastor Justin at our front steps. We're so glad he's back today. All right, good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? All right, I'm enthusiastic too. Well, I'm excited too because I haven't seen you guys over the last couple of weeks because I've been I've been away, but I'm so glad to be back. And I know I left you in in good hands because I know Pastor Dave and Linda last week talked to you guys about Week of Compassion. They gave you guys these, but you brought boxes, and we asked you to go out and fill those boxes with money for Week of Compassion. So. Because I've been away, can you guys refresh my memory about what Week of Compassion is all about? I mean, why did we have you guys gather all this money? Was it so you guys can send Pastor Dave and I on a, on a golf vacation? No. What? Well, I guess we'll cancel our plans then. So, uh, what, what, what is the money for then? What, why are we collecting money for? Yeah, we're, we're collecting money to help people buy food, maybe farmers to help them to buy seeds, to grow crops, and to buy clothes. What else? What else does this money go to help people with? A lot of blank faces. Were you guys paying attention? Were you guys paying attention over the last couple weeks? What else? It helps people go to what? Helps kids go to where? School, that's right, helps kids go to school because a lot of kids, their moms and dads can't afford to send them to school. So what about you guys? Would you guys be sad if your moms and dads told you you could, they could no longer afford to send you to school and you guys can't go to school? Would you guys be sad? You guys wouldn't be sad? No, you wouldn't be sad? Well, there's lots of boys and girls that would love to go to school and learn, but they can't because their moms and dads can't afford to send them to school or even to the doctor when they get sick. What else? Does anybody else have an idea of what maybe the money goes for? Goes to help families, yeah. Shelters, helps them to build homes and shelters. And it also, what's it, what's an, Emmy, you got one? Yeah, help them go to school. What about natural disasters? You guys know what a natural disaster is? Hurricane, yeah, hurricanes one, tornado, what's another one? Tsunami, okay. Earthquakes. Tidal waves, man, you guys have all kinds. Earthquakes, yeah, there's all these natural disasters that happen all around the world. And a lot of times they have no money to rebuild their homes and rebuild their lives. And they lose everything in these natural disasters. And the money that you guys raised over the last couple weeks is going to help those people buy new clothes and new shelter and food and everything. And And buy big girl clothes, that's right. So... Unfortunately, there's a lot of people around the world that just can't afford these things, and and that's not the kind of world that God intends us to live in. God wants us to live in a world where everybody has enough food to eat, and and people wouldn't have to struggle to find clean drinking water, and and he wants a world where moms and dads can always afford to send their kids to school or to the doctor, because God wants to see us all to grow up big, healthy, and strong. And because of all the work you guys have done over the last couple weeks gathering this money, you are playing a part in God's plan to make this world a better place. And so we wanted to take this morning to thank you guys for your hard work and to thank all those people that helped fill your banks up over the last couple of weeks, okay? 
So when we're done, we're going to pray and bless these boxes and, and send them off to go help people. And when we're done, would you guys want to send them up here with all the first service kids' boxes, all right? And we're going to count them this week, and, and we'll find out how much money you guys raise. And I know a couple of you said, and I know some of you forgot your boxes, but you can bring it next week, and we'll add that to the total, okay? Can we, guys, can we pray and we bless these boxes? Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you have provided for us and watch over us each and every day. We thank you that so many were willing to help these children fill their boxes with money that will help so many. We ask that you bless these boxes and, and the people it will impact. May the generosity shown here this morning impact the lives of those in need. In your name we pray and all God's kids shout it out. Amen. Almighty and loving God, it is our desire to worship you and to honor you in all that we do. We know, O oh God, that you have created us and you have called us not just good, but in setting your blessing upon us, you have called us very good. You have given us grace and peace and hope and joy and love. You've given, you've given us family and friends and food and shelter. Everything that we enjoy, everything that we see around us, here today and every single day. We pray, O oh God, that having experienced this grace and peace and all the blessings around us, that we can honor you. Transform us, O oh God. Transfigure your spirit inside of us so that we can be the kind of people you would have us to be. Not just people who hear the word, but those who do it. Not just those who read it, but those who put it into practice. Fill our lives, O oh God. Be in our grace, in our words, our actions, our meetings, and everything that we do. Because it is our desire to be your light and love. So others may see the light of Christ shining through us every single day. For the many blessings, O oh God, we give you thanks. And we pray not just for ourselves, but those that we share life with. Open your spirit, O oh God, to the needs of those who pass our way. Help us to serve you by serving people around us. Give us grace to honor his name in the life that we build together as a church family. To those who are hungry, O oh God, make of us bread. To those who lack shelter, make us to be a home. To those who are lost and lonely, make of us the peace and joy of Christ to them that we might bring hope and a future to those whose lives have grown dim. Lead us, O loving God, in your ways of righteousness. Dwell securely in your presence. Bless us and be with us as your disciples. For though the road ahead sometimes is difficult and hard to see, shine your light of love upon us as we seek to do your will. And here in the midst of worship, as we seek to do your word, Speak to us once again. Reveal your presence in the gifts around the table. Let us experience Christ anew in celebration and praise. And send us forth by your Spirit, that we might rejoice in every moment in our lives, that we might offer our whole selves over to you. And so we ask, O oh God, that you might gather up our prayers and our personal petitions, because we offer them to you in the name of the risen Christ. Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel according to Luke in the ninth chapter, verses 28 to 36. We invite the Spirit of Christ to be upon us as we hear God's word read in the midst of worship this morning. 
Now about eight days after saying, after these things, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John and went up on a mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent, and in those days told no one of any of the things that they had seen. May God's blessing and love be upon us, because this is the word of the Lord. If you've been around our church for some time, then you may remember me talking about how my mom's family is from Texas. They are Texans through and through. More specifically, my grandparents, my mom's mom and dad, were from central Texas in like two small towns down near Austin. And so if you've ever been to the hill country of central Texas, then you know that it is the home of oil fields and cattle ranches. And most importantly, it's the home of barbecue. And if you are the fan of barbecue, then everybody has their favorite region in the country. Everybody has their, has their very favorite place. If it's Kansas City or like Carolina or Texas, beef or pork or turkey or whatever, whatever it is, everybody has a favorite. And no matter where you go, no matter where I go, whenever I see the menu, I want to try all of it. For whenever the server comes up and says, what would you like? I like to say, yes, all the above. All the other thing, just keep on bringing it to. And so if you've been here before, then maybe you remember me talking about this amazing barbecue place in my grandmother's hometown of Taylor, Texas. And this little place is called Louie Miller's Barbecue in Taylor. And it's the best. The best in the world, in my opinion, my humble opinion. I was thinking about this place this past week, not just because I was hungry for barbecue, but because I was thinking about the first time that, that Liz and I went there together right after we got married. We made a trip down to Taylor with my grandparents. And so on our first trip down together to this great barbecue place, you have to know something about this place. For when you walk in the door, this is one of these places that, that you walk in, you think, what in the world kind of place is this? Because the windows are all covered in smoke. There's like a bulletin board like off to one side. And on it are like these business cards that have been tacked there. And they're all brown and they're yellow and, and they're nasty. And there are tables and chairs everywhere. But, but they're old and they are rickety. And it looked like one of these places where like the health inspector was going to drive by and stop and go in. And he decides to like keep on driving and like didn't go inside. Because when you go in there you think, what kind of place is this? This may not be the kind of place that actually good Christian people should go and hang out in. 
But the first time we went there, I remember Liz's face when we walked up to the counter. It was like, are you sure? She may have even leaned over and said something like, I'm not sure I can eat here. It was a look just like that. But you know how it is whenever you are young and you are in love, or in our case, whenever you're young and you are in love, madly in love together, I'm sure that I said something like, just trust me, which is always a dangerous thing to say. Just kind of trust me that it's going to be okay. And what happened was life-changing. I mean, if barbecue can be life-changing, this was it. Louis Miller's in Taylor, Texas, like the best brisket and, and, and sausage in the whole entire world. But there was a problem. There was a problem, you see, because Liz's first experience with barbecue was at the place that is the best in the world, not some kind of like chain restaurant in some mall someplace, not some kind of drive through random place that you can get anywhere in the whole entire world. It was at the barbecue capital of the country, the barbecue capital of the universe. She had bypassed all the rest and gone straight to the top of the mountain, the gold standard. And so because of this, she'll even say that she was ruined forever for barbecue. It had ruined her forever. The bar was set so high, it was hard to compete. Once you have been to the top of the mountain, everywhere other place that you go, down in the valley, pales in comparison. Right? You see, it's like that for the disciples with Jesus on that day. Today is this little church holiday called Transfiguration Sunday. It's the day when we remember way back in the Bible when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on top of this mountain to pray. And so today is the last Sunday before we start the season of Lent next week. Forty days of Lent of all about prayer and repentance and like introspection leading us on the road toward Palm Sunday and Easter. And so over the next couple of days, you'll find all kinds of Mardi Gras parties. I mean, here in our church, we're having pancakes on Tuesday night. This is the last Sunday before you start Lent. And so on Transfiguration Sunday, we hear about this story. When it was just the four of them, Peter, James, and John, and Jesus, they go to get away from the crowds and all the people. Just them and God. And so the story says, while they're there, suddenly Jesus becomes transfigured his his clothes turn this bright and shining white the appearance of his face totally changed he was lit up like the vegas strip he was shining like the sun as bright as can be and when all this happens moses and elijah show up too moses and elijah these two old testament massive figures right now there they are standing with jesus and while all of this is happening, Peter comes to Jesus and says, this place is amazing. We have to come back again and again. We should like set up monuments so that we can come back and remember how holy and amazing this place is. We can bring our children and our children's children. We can come back year after year and, and we can even bring picnic lunches and like barbecue sandwiches and we can keep the story alive. And as Peter is making plans about how they're going to come back, God's voice booms and says, this is my son, the chosen one, Jesus, listen to him. 
And at that moment, for those disciples, it was a life-changing experience. I mean, can't you just imagine it? The voice of God speaking in such a way that it's not just you can hear the voice of God, but you can feel it deep inside of you. Now, I wasn't there, but I'm pretty sure that for those guys, Peter, James, and John, every other time they went to worship, every other time they heard Jesus speak, paled in comparison with that time when they heard God's voice and saw Jesus on the mountain. I'm pretty sure that whenever they were walking down the road, they would kind of pull each other to the side and they would say, remember that time when Jesus was shining like the sun? Remember that time they would say things like, we cannot wait to go back again and again because their life was changed. They had been with God in such a way that they didn't see the world the same way again. It was like that. For the wise men, we remember, who traveled for years to meet the baby Jesus. Remember that story from Christmas? The wise men were following the star until it stopped over the house where Jesus was. They brought their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And they had this amazing holy experience. The story said it was so amazing that they went home by a different road. Practically, they went home by a different road because they were terrified of King Herod and he was out to get Jesus. But theologically, they took a different road because they had been transformed by the presence of Christ. It was like that for Peter and James and John, having been with Jesus and heard the voice of God, they didn't travel down the same roads again. They didn't see the world through the same eyes ever again. Now my hope, our hope, is that Sunday morning worship is just like this for us. That worship becomes one of these mountaintop experiences for us. Because don't we know there are lots of reasons why we come to church. Some of us come because it's our favorite place to be on on, on Sunday morning. Some of us come because of the fellowship and some of us come because we love the music. We come because Christ has made a difference in our life and we want to come to say thank you. Some of us come because we want to teach our children and grandchildren. But sometimes even for the most holy of us, we come because it's habit and it's routine. And it's Sunday and the doors are unlocked and it's hot coffee. And so we come. There are lots of reasons why we come. But my hope, my job, actually all of our jobs to be exact, is to believe that worship can be so much more than just habit and what we do on Sundays. It's a place where we hear the voice of God and we experience his presence, that we meet each other in prayer and we sing the songs of faith together. Here we experience grace upon grace. We believe that we are forgiven and our lives are changed. Here something wonderful and holy happens and that once we've been to the mountaintop and worship, the valley down below looks different. 
I was reading this article this past week, and his pastor was was talking about this time that he was visiting with this young family that had been coming to his church like about one or like two years. And they were telling him how important worship was in their life. They told him, whenever one of us can't make it, like one of our kids are sick or like something has come up, they said that we always do this like two-minute drill to kind of check in about the week from the past and like uh, all the things that that we have to do in the future. And, and they always try to decide among them who needs church more, the husband or the wife, who gets to come to church, who has to stay home on sick kid duty, who needs church more in their life. They said because church is how they make sense of their lives. It's that pick-me-up that connects us to God and our calling and fills our spirit and then sends us out to serve in the week ahead. For me, this is it. This is what we hope and pray that worship is like here for us together. Because here in church, we experience Christ shining like a sun through our lives and we are so filled with the Spirit, we cannot wait to come back. We are counting down the days. We have Sunday mornings circled on our calendars because we felt God's love in such a real and amazing way that it changes our life. Here we see the world differently. We treat people differently. It makes us live differently because we live less like the world and more like Jesus. It's that gold standard, that high bar of the week that changes everything else that we do. Everything else falls short. Everything pales in comparisons because here we have been in the presence of God. And for that, we give thanks. Let us pray. Oh, loving God, we give you thanks for your spirit that fills our life here in this place. That something wonderful happens, we know. That when the songs are sung, when we are greeted with friends and neighbors and strangers alike, when we fill these pews and we hear the message and we taste and see at the table how very good you are, we know, oh God, that we have been to the mountaintop with you. Set your blessing upon us in such a way Fill us with your grace and peace so that we leave here transformed people. We are ready to serve you in all that we do. Because here in this place, we not only know who we are as individuals, but whose we are as your children. Bless us and fill us, O God, here and now. In Christ we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message of hope from First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ, here in Burlington, Iowa. We are located at 1221 Park Avenue on the south side of town, in between the airport and Dankwart Park. If you're looking for a church home or looking to find a relationship with Jesus Christ for the first time, we hope that you will join us for worship this Sunday morning. 
We have two services every week. Our traditional service is at 8.45 a.m. and features old-time favorite hymns and a wonderful anthem by our chancel choir. Our contemporary service is at 10.45 and features our amazing band and music that you hear from today's Christian radio. Both services offer a hope-filled and challenging message for today, activities for youth and children of all ages, and open communion for all who believe in Christ. There is no better way than to begin your week with worship, so I hope you will join us. You can find out more information by going to our website at www.burlingtondoc.org, and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Burlington DOC. We hope you have a great week and share the love of God with someone today.